Hi, this is Thad Reese, the pastor at Parkside Community Church, The Lighthouse, here in San Francisco. Jesus said, when I return to the earth, will I find any faith? We believe that this podcast will help build your faith as you hear and listen to the Word of God. Bible, I'm going to say something. I want you to repeat it, okay? We're going to repeat it in here, but you that are listening out there, I want you to also repeat it. Let's stand up as a congregation. If you're at home, stand. No, get off the couch. I don't care if you're in your pajamas or not. Get up. Come on. Come on, Kim. Get up. Pick up your Bible. Lift it up, and I want you to say this after me. This is my Bible. It is God's holy truth for me. Oh, you can do better than that. Say, this, it, it, this is God's holy truth for me. Amen. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer because I believe the Bible. Today, I will hear the word of God. I will have ears to hear kingdom truths. I will have an open heart to receive the uncompromising, living, eternal word of God. I walk by faith and not by what I see, <laughs> what I hear, or what I feel. I trust God's perfect law of liberty for me. One more time. I trust God's perfect law of liberty for me. Amen. You may be seated. Glory to God. That's what we believe here at Parkside. We're going to hand those out at the end just so um, <laughs> Eddie's not standing all day. Um, we have some good news for you today because you know why we have good news, church? Because we believe the Bible and it's all good news. This is the gospel and it means good news. I said it means good news. When the world's talking bad, we come together every week and we talk good. <laughs> when the world talks COVID-19, we talk Psalms 91 in here. When all the world is wearing masks, we come in here mask-free. Hallelujah. Why? Because we are eternal sons and daughters of God. And there's no social distancing in family, I heard. Isn't that true? Well, this is my family and you could be a part of it too. Just receive Jesus as your savior. See, we have word to back up everything we do here at, 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 at Parkside Community Church. And that's why there's freedom here. Where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. Well, that was weak. I said, where the spirit of God is, there's liberty, there's freedom, there's love, there's joy, there's all of God's goodness. We don't have any bad things here. I said, we don't have any bad. Say, all my life is good. 
The Bible says that if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, let's, let's look at this. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. How many are abiding under the shadow of the Almighty? Let's, let's read Psalms 91. Look at verse 2. I will say of the Lord. Are you saying this every day, church? I will say what? He is my refuge. He is my fortress. In God will I trust. Amen? This is what we say every day. In him I trust. Amen? Come on, say, in him I trust. Verse 3, it says, surely... Everybody say, surely. <laughs> What's he going to do? Surely my God's going to deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisy COVID-19 pestilence. Amen? Amen. He said that he was going to deliver you. Everybody say, deliver me. And when you hear the stats today, when you hear the nonsense that uh, the, the media is, is trying to push on you, you're going to laugh in, it, in their face. Amen. 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 Let's go on. Verse 4 before I start preaching. He shall cover you with his feathers. Just say, thank God for his feathers all over me. Come on, say, thank God for his feathers all over me. And under his wings, you'll trust. I mean, if you're under God's wings, how... What do you got to fear? If God be for me, who could be against me? Amen. You, some of you came in here today all messed up and you already feel better. Who is that I'm talking to? Look, all the hands. Why? Because the word, the spirit, the love of God, it just makes you feel better when you're in church. So wonder the devil doesn't want people to meet in church. This is the beginning of the falling away, but our church is going to be falling in more and more to the kingdom of God. Amen. Glory to God. Anybody have any affliction or persecution this week? Come on. Just don't lie. You have to afflict. What? Well, you know you're getting it every day. The Bible, the Bible says if you live godly, we're going to talk about this today, but if you live godly, you will suffer persecution. That's just a good sign that you're living godly. If you're not suffer persecution, if you don't have any persecution coming against you, I just wonder how godly you're living. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. That was for them out there, not for you. You all getting persecuted. Amen. He says this, and under his wings shall thou trust his truth. What's your, what's his truth? Cause it, I'm trying to give you help. What's his, what's his truth? His truth shall be your shield, be your buckler. It's, it, it's your fort. Everybody say, it's my fort. Thou shall not be afraid. Say, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Say, I'm not afraid of no atomic bomb. No AIDS, no disease, and definitely not COVID-19. I am not afraid. See, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Amen. Verse 6. Nor, nor, here he goes again. Nor for the pestilence. He keeps talking about these plagues and pestilences, and he says it over and over. I just wonder how many churches believe Psalms 91 anymore. Nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. Verse 7, say, a thousand, a thousand. will fall at my side. Ten thousand might die at my right hand, but it is not coming near me. Why? Because no plague, no destruction comes near you. Amen? Do you believe the Bible, church? I said, do you believe the Bible? Well, then you have nothing to fear. Say, no fear here. Verse 8, verse 8 says, only with your eyes 
Come on, say only with my eyes. Shall you see? Are you going to behold and see the reward of the wicked? Hey, it's going to be a sad day, but we get to behold and we get to see the reward of the wicked. It ain't going to be pretty. I said it won't be pretty. But aren't you glad you're not on that, in that line? You know, we were on a plane last night and it was, Karen is here. Um, and if you haven't said hi to her, say hi to her after the service. <laughs> so we were on a plane last night going back and we, I don't even know why, but when we did the ticketing, they had all these COVID rules and stuff. So we couldn't sit together. So we actually were sitting behind one another. She was a couple back. And so she sat to some kook on her left, one seat away. I sat by one kook. This guy must have taken out a hand sanitizer 14 times during the trip and wiping it down. He, I took my mask off. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, and I knew it, you could feel the irritation. And, and here's the thing, the, the, the stewardess walks by, sir, can you put your mask on? Can you please put your mask on and cover, you know, your face? And so I, I did it. But at the same time that I'm doing it, I'm looking in front of me and there's a couple sitting in front of me that they didn't have their mask on because they were eating. Now, somehow when you eat the COVID can't be spread. I just want you to know that. So when you get to eat, because they let you eat, but during the time that you eat, just letting you guys know, the COVID doesn't spread when you eat. So I told Karen last night, I told Karen last night, I said, I'm eating all the time now. Forget it. I'm just going to be eating. I'm just going to be eating. You want, you want an excuse not to wear a mask? Just eat. Just always have a drink in your hand, have some food. Everybody, you don't get COVID when you eat or drink. That's how stupid you guys are out there. It's ridiculous. You know, Karen was sitting and I guess her kook said, and I hope they're not listening today, but her, her kook, I mean, these are young, young kids, 25 to 30 probably, right? And, and anyway, they, they're, sit, they're sitting there and, and she, didn't, she had her mask like down a little bit so she could breathe. You know, if you don't, if you wear glasses and you're trying to read and you put it on, then the, it fogs your glasses up. So, you know, she just had her, her mask down. The guy, will you put your mask up, you know? And I'm like, okay, okay. And she said it was so disgusting because this dude took his shoes off. And it was like it could smell the dude for, you know. But there's no COVID with that, you know. And he hadn't bathed in a couple of weeks, you know. But that's okay. Are you all here? This is nuts, people. I said it's nuts. It's absolutely garbage, trash. And when you hear the stats today, you're going to say, Really? Yeah, because you're believing a lie if you're in fear over this COVID-19. You're believing a lie, and you're the, the only people that really need to be concerned about it, you really want to know? People that are overweight, that are old, people that are about to leave this earth anyway. <laughs> over 50% of the people that die are over 75. You know, the average lifespan of anybody's a little over 75 and they're going to die anyway. And I, I have all, listen, Karen's dad is 90 years old and I, you know what? I, I, you know, he, he's afraid, but the reason that he's afraid is because he's listening to lies. He's listening to lies. Are you going to, are you guys going to listen to lies? Or are you going to believe the Bible? Which one are we going to do here? So let's go on. Verse number nine, he says this, because you have made the Lord, which is your refuge, even the most high, your habitation. Look at verse 10. Because you've done that, there shall no evil befall you. Say no bad this way. 
Come on, come on. There will be no evil befall you, neither. Listen to this. This is the third time he's talking about virus, plagues, pestilences. He says, neither shall any plague. Amen. Say any plague. any plague. Now, that's not good enough. Say any plague. any plague. There will be no plague come near your dwelling place. Amen. These kooks that were sitting next to us, they didn't even know how good. That, if there was a safe place on that plane, it was next to me or Karen. Amen. Amen. Yeah, there were no COVID around us. Glory to God. Why? Because I believe the Bible. I believe that Lord, the anointing, that dude might even got a couple feathers touching his cheek and he's irritated by God's feathers. Amen. Amen. Why? Because I'm under them. How about you? Verse 11, verse 11, for he shall give his angels. You know, when you're sitting next to me, there's angel, warring angels around me. How about you? How about you? What are you fearing for? What are you concerned about? God's got you. I said, God's got you. You needed church today more than you needed anything. I could tell you that right now. But he shall give his angels charge over you, keep you in some of your ways. What, what's it say? All. all your ways. I looked up the word all for Eddie a couple of years ago. He's got it now. It means, come on, Eddie, tell him what. All. <laughs> it means all, all your ways. So whatever you're doing, guess what? His angels are around you. Amen. Say no plague, no, plague. No, disease, no disease, no cancer, no, no heart disease, no AIDS. no AIDS. Say in Jesus name, Jesus name. I'm under the wings. Under the wings. Amen. Verse 12. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Verse 13, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the snake, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under your feet. Verse 14, because you have set your, his love upon me. Amen. Come on, say, because I've set my love upon God. Therefore will I deliver him. He will deliver you if you set your love on him. He will deliver you, Darren. He will deliver Santi. Why, why is he going to do Because you love him. I said because you love him. How many love God in here today? You love him. What's he going to do? Deliver you. You're going to let a little persecution get you all jacked up? You're going to get a, somebody coming against your little emotions and feelings going to stress you out all week? Uh, I, I'm talking to somebody in here. Amen. He says, because you set your love upon me, I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to deliver you. I will set you on high. I don't know about you, but I went to the Grand Canyon. It's a lot better looking down at it than looking up. Amen. You, he's going to set you up on high. I like being up on high. I don't want to be low. I will pass it that man. I like, back in Josh's day, low was cool. The low rider is a little higher. <laughs> what was that song, Josh? You and Don, you and Don Juan used to do that. Hey, hey, I want to be high. Everybody say, I want to be high. And that's not on dope either, okay? Uh, <laughs> therefore, will I deliver him? I will set him on high because he is, what? You know his name. Amen. Come on, what's his name, church? Jesus. What's his name? And what's Jesus' name? The word of God. The word of God, which you have in your heart. Amen? Amen. Verse, you guys needed this today. I just feel it. Amen? Amen? Three of you. I guess the rest of you can go. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I, did you hear that? Amen. 
Let me say it again. You can call upon God at any time, and what's he going to do? He's going to answer you. He's going to answer you. He's, it's not like he's going to put you on hold. Well, you know, it feels, it feels like my prayers just hit the ceiling. <laughs> do we go by feelings? He says, if you call upon him, what's he going to do? He's going to answer you. Why do you say your prayers are hitting the ceiling when he says, I'm going to answer you? Because of doubt, fear, and unbelief and because you don't know him. My God answers me all the time. He gave me the, he gave me today's sermon because I was going to go. What was I going to preach again this week? I thought it was session uh, session four. I was going to talk about the sower, soweth the word. But guess what? He interrupted me. Guess where he interrupted me? No, it it wasn't in there. It was on the plane trip last night. Do you know God can talk to you on a plane? I said he can talk to you on a plane. And he gave us today's message on the plane last night. Amen. And it has, it's, he's just so good to us. And he's good to you too. And some of you need to get up and get to church because your church is shut down. You guys are hunkering and bunkering. Just come here. Amen. But, but, but we're afraid. Listen, you can wear a mask if you really need to, but you don't need to. There's no, there's no fear here. And, and just listen, do this. If you come here, just bring a bottle of water and just drink it. Then you don't have to wear one. Remember, there's no COVID when you eat or drink, according to even the world. I, don't, I, I just don't get it. Does anybody get it? But I don't know. I'm, I must be strange. Let's finish this up. The last one, watch this. With long life. Oh, you guys, you guys, that, that's a great place for you to shout. Ever say with long life. Come on, say with long life. Will he satisfy you and show you his salvation? Everybody say long life. Well, if he, if he said long life, I looked up long and life. Come on, help us out. What's it mean? It means long life. He's going to give you long life, right, Arturo? You've got 25, 30, 40 years. You've got as long. You're going to see the return of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Say long life. Say, I have a lot to do for the kingdom. No, that wasn't good enough. Say, I have a lot to do for the kingdom. Some of you got music gifts, cleaning gifts, uh, dessert gifts, uh, teaching gifts, uh, food gifts. Amen. Glory to God. We got so many gifts here. We got gifts of, of taking care of the grounds gifts. Amen. We got giving gifts. People that are bispros. I'm one of those. Come on. I am challenged by the end by the time i go in the rapture anybody i'm talking any church that i've hired me i want to have more that i've given them than they paid me including here can you say amen 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 Amen. how would it be if someday your pastor said i don't need a salary i'm good I don't need it. Why? I'm so, whatever you want to give me, I'm just sewing it back in. Just say, woo, and just go. It's a U-turn because I just want more seed in the ground. Yeah. How many like to be like that? Yeah. Well, there's going to be some people like that in the end times. Amen. Say, I'm one of those gifts. I'm one of those gifts. And, and you could be one of those gifts and still do music. Right, Gabby? All right. 
Right, Jonah? You can drum and be rich. Amen. Say, Jesus became poor that through his poverty, it ain't about might. Say, it ain't about might. I am rich. I am rich because I believe the Bible. See, that's why he had to say might because some people don't believe it. See, the Bible says, Jesus, for your sakes, went to the cross, went to hell, and became poor. That through his poverty, and here's what it says, you might be. You might be rich. But here's why he said might be. Because some people don't believe that. It's all about believing. And if you believe that, you're one of the biggest givers before you even get in line for the prosperity of the wicked to come to you. Amen. Glory to God. I'm so glad I'm in church today. Hallelujah. William had his first night all by himself last night at college. O-R-U will never be the same again. We know that. Amen. It will never be the same. It was like almost a joy to kick him out. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And speaking of William, if you're out there, our website, the lighthousesf.com. You can listen, all the announcements are right there. Our upcoming speakers, what's going on, some, you know, everything that we believe is right there on the website. So we don't have to repeat it every week. Amen. So I encourage you to go there. You can download and get um, past messages, see what's going on here, because what's happening here is more and more glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, here's the message that the Lord gave me. Are you ready? Stretch out your hand towards me. You two that are listening, stretch out your hand. Say, Father, we want to hear from heaven. We know if it's Thad, it'll be bad. So we want to hear from God. So use the man. Let your anointing, let your word penetrate him. And flow to me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today's message, believe or be deceived. Believe or be deceived. I've never seen so many churches deceived. I've never seen so many men of God, ministers, deceived. Finally, finally, I want to just... Give a name out. John MacArthur today has a church of like 6,000. I remember when he uh, first, when I first got saved in Hawaii, somebody gave me some of his tapes. He is huge on getting people saved. Now, as far as the gifts of the spirit, laying hands on people, not so big. <laughs> but here you have him. And we all know about Rocket Rod, right? Rodney Howard Brown, the guy that went to jail in Florida. We already know Rodney's out there, but he believes the whole gospel. And he was saying this morning, I had the opportunity. It's amazing how the Holy Ghost puts this all together. But I was sitting there. I just put in Rodney for just like two minutes, Josh. And I'm listening to Rodney Howard Brown do an outside meeting in Florida. No masks, just lots of people. And he said... I spoke in 1980-something on, Rodden, or on uh, John MacArthur's radio show. He may not even remember this. But he said to him on that radio show, 
Um, Because Rodney had just come. He was only 28 or 29 years old when he came from South Africa. So here you have this guy being called by God to come to America to help America understand the First Amendment. You have a guy from South Africa telling everybody today to believe in the First Amendment because us Americans are pretty dumb. So anyway, he comes and he's written books. He says he has one great book out right now. It's very... um, it's, it's a very hard read. It's called Killing Uncle Sam. And he's got incredible insight of how corrupt America has become. Yeah. And so anyway, in, this, in the 80s, when he came here, he was being interviewed by John MacArthur. And John said this to him. He said, um, Rodney, what is the biggest, biggest thing that America, the attack of America and and America, what do we have to worry about the most? And Rodney Howard Brown said this this morning, and he said it back in in 1987 or whenever that, that date was, but he says, without a question, it's communism. It's, and that's what we're facing today, church. See, what, what the government is trying to put upon you and me, and it's not so much our president, but it's all of these local officials and state governors and people that are very liberal that are trying to make a one-world government. They're trying to make this communism. Communism. And Rodney said it in the 80s. Well, he was ousted pretty much from John MacArthur when, when MacArthur found out that Rodney believed the whole Bible. But isn't it interesting today that John MacArthur may go to jail because this week he said, these are all, lot. you're talking a very more religious kind of um, gift to the body of Christ than somebody you know, you got the two extremes. You got John MacArthur, very conservative, and then you have Rodney Howard Brown that's just this Apostle Paul, you know, believe the Bible, you're going to hell, you know. And so you have the two extremes. But both of them today said, it's all a lie, and you need to go back to church. So he, in the front of the governor of our state, is having church today, 6,000 people. And Rodney prayed for the man right there this morning and said, I I bless that man. I pray for him. And we do right now. We pray for John MacArthur, the boldness that he's standing up for. We pray, Father God, a spirit of boldness on him. And that, Father God, multitudes of Christians and pastors will be encouraged by his faith today in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are not going to be deceived. I said we're not going to be deceived. Paul said it best. He said, I have no greater joy, Darren. This is what Paul said. I have, when Paul says, I have no greater joy, wouldn't you want to know what the joy is? I have no greater joy than to see the Dodgers beat the Giants in the World Series. <laughs> Everybody say this. I have no greater joy. This is the Apostle Paul. I have no greater joy than to see Darren and Santi and Faye and all of you. Beverly, Arturo, Eddie, Kara, I have no greater joy. What, what, what? Than to see you walk in truth. No greater joy than to see you walk in truth. That's a scripture in the Bible. I have no greater joy as your pastor than to see you walk with no fear. 
I have no greater joy than to see you prosper in your body, in your finance. I have no greater joy to see you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear testimonies of you that are out there that you walk in the truth and not be afraid of something that is not worth being afraid of. Amen. Amen. Say, believe. Believe. Say, I'm a believer and I will not be deceived. Well, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to get right into it. That was a great little um, appetizer for you. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. And this is when the disciples went up to Jesus and said, Hey, Jesus, you told us the temple's going to be tore down. What do you mean it's going to be torn down? When's all this going to happen? When is the end going to happen? And here's what Jesus said. Jesus says to the disciples when they were asking him, when's all this going to go down? He says, take heed that no man deceive you. Turn to your neighbor and say, take heed that no man deceive you. Now, we know after that, he goes into minute details and talks about earthquakes and famines and pestilences. He goes into saying, and when you see the, we're not talking about all that today, Kara. (laughs) We're just saying this right here. Jesus said, beware, take heed that no man. And we say, no man. When he says no man, that could be your roommate. That could be your husband. That could be your wife. That could be CNN. That could be, you know, your favorite show, Fox News. Or it could be your favorite show, uh, Gunsmoke. I don't know. But he said, no man. Everybody say, no man. No man deceive you. It means your brother. Don't let your brother deceive you. Amen. Cloy, cloy, don't let your sister deceive you. Amen. Say, no man. So that means what, church? You better be on guard. When Jesus says, take heed, that means you better perk up. You better sit up. You better listen up because I don't want anybody deceiving you. And if there's ever been deception in the world on a global, it's right now. This is bad. This is real bad. There's so many people deceived. I mean, think about it. I'm on an air Line and masks are all worn and people take them off to eat. (laughs) They're taking them off to eat. Is there some supernatural thing that happens when you eat or drink that now there's no spread of the COVID? It's amazing to me. Absolutely. No, we're deceived. We're deceived when we believe a lie. Here's what, here's what uh, James 1.22, you don't have that, so don't have to worry about it, but it says, be ye doers of the word. Everybody say, be doers of the word. And not hearers only. Now, here's what, everybody knows that. Be doers of the, it's in James chapter 1, verse 22. It says, be doer of the word and not a hearer only. But do you know what the last part of that says? If you don't do the word, you just hear the word, You deceive your own self. People are deceiving their own selves just because, number one, they don't know the word. Number two, they're not doing it. People that are not going to church, they're deceived. 
I said, people that are not going to church, you're deceived. You're deceiving yourself. Be a doer of the word. So if you're doing the word, you're not going to deceive yourself. You and I must be doers. Oh, I've got to just sit here for a little bit. Everybody say, I got to be a doer of the word. Well, Pastor Thad, I had a bad week. Well, why'd you have a bad week? Who, 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 who are we going to blame that on? Your circumstances, your roommates, your, 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 your boss, your, your spouse, your kids. Is that how we're going to? We're going to blame them because we're all good at the blame game. I say we're all good at the blame game. Who, who, we, need, who, who, who we need to look at? Come on, be a doer. The Bible tells me count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. That the trying of your faith, let it work. It's patience. Some of you just need a little more patience. Some of you need to go walk through and be who God called you to be and not allow circumstances to dictate who you're going to be. Are you a light that's bright or are you like a little scared puppy? Because we need to be bold in these days that we're living in. Amen. Amen. God didn't give you a spirit of fear. He didn't give you a spirit of timidity. Oh, oh, oh. He didn't give you that. Where'd you get that then? You got it from the devil and from people that you're around. He didn't give you a spirit. Oh, 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 COVID. Oh, oh, you, what is that? God gave you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Mm. Well, I, it's hard to do the word. It's hard to do the word. Ah, well, he said it dirt to the end. It's hard to do the word. It's hard. Yeah, it, it's really hard to be in peace. It's really hard to walk in joy every day. It's really hard to prosper. It's so hard to walk in divine health, church. I'm just, it's really tough, man. You're letting persecution and affliction dictate to, maybe I do need to go back to Mark 4. You're letting affliction and persecution be the thing that determines to you if you're going to be in a good mood or not? You're going to let because you got yelled at. Your wife yelled at you. Your spouse yelled at you. Your mom or dad beat your little backside. You're going to let that dictate to you? You're going to be in a bad mood the rest of the week. Your boss said something that was really fleshy. You're going to let that determine the rest of your week. Am I in the right church, Kevin, or did I, did I switch churches this week? It seems like there's a little, we used to be a little more joyful in here. I said, are you going to allow the circumstances of your life dictate to you whether you're going to do the word or not do the word, church? No. You're a word doer to the day you die. Say, I'm a word doer. I like persecution because that is a sign that I'm living godly. Mm. that was worth you 
getting up, combing your hair, and brushing your teeth. Amen. Say, let no man, even your pastor, deceive you. Turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. That was Jesus, by the way. I don't know if you guys care about what Jesus said. This is the apostle Paul. Paul, Paul said this. Let this kind of... Did Paul just repeat what he learned from Jesus? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> let no man deceive you by any means. He said, don't let anybody deceive you. How many of you have been around these kooks that we were around last night? I'm, I'm telling you, this guy next to me was the kookiest kook I've ever, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I, I wrote Unabomber, you know, kind of like that kooky, like, it was like, wow, this is kooky. Why? They're believing all, you know, they're scared, you know, and, and what are we supposed to be scared with them? Or are we supposed to be light? Now we have to wear masks when we have to when our boss tells us to, when we have to go into a store, if we have to buy meat for the church or we, we have to do that, you know, you throw it on, whatever, but it's a lie. Yeah. That's what I want to get across to you today. That is all a lie. We don't need a mask. Never need a mask. Never, never. Why? We abide yes. under his feathers. Yes. I don't believe any plague is near me, near my church. How about you? Amen. I said, is there any plague near your church? Is there any plague near your house, your apartment, wherever you live? Is there a plague? No, 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 no. Let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away. That's where we are right now. See, I told you, we can learn stuff. This is where we are right now. The beginning of the falling away. See, what's the next thing after this falling? How long is the falling away? He, you don't get to know. I don't get to know. We just know that a falling away has to happen. And you tell me that churches being shut down is in a beginning of the falling away, then I, I need to go back to kindergarten. This is, this is elementary stuff. What's happening right now is the beginning of the falling away. And we have to go through this to get to that. You want to go to the rapture? You want to be here? We got to, everybody say, I got to go through this. To get to that, there's going to be a lot more fires. There's going to be a lot more pestilences, more earthquakes, more famines, more craziness in the world, more people hating Christians, more people being thrown in jail. But what, what, what about us? We're just full of joy, prospering and blessed. Amen. amen. I said, amen. amen. Why? Why? We know the Bible. We know the Bible. So let's go on to our, our next verse in Isaiah chapter 14, because we need to know who's behind all this. We need to know who's behind this COVID-19. We need to know because this did not just come about. This came out of a lab that was invented by scientists to kill people. Here's what I have a question. I always have, do you know that your pastor loves to ask questions? You know that about me yet? I would like to know all the people that are spreading this fear. And I'm not going to name any names, but I, I, you know, the one that's leading up the charge about wearing a mask and not wearing a mask and the people in the who and all of that. I would, I just want one thing from them. Every one of them. You know what I want? 
Come on, see if you know me, huh? You, I want truth, yes, I want, but how can I, how, how can I find out truth? Here's what I want to know. I want them to all take a urine test for me. I want to know what's in their urine. I want to know, I want to know if they don't have a little bit of that hydroxychloroquine in their own body. I want to know if they got some protection going on. Has anybody asked that question yet? Have you ever said, hey, what about them? What, what do you have in your, because they sure got mad at our president when he took that. What you got in your body, you that are spreading the fear, you that are doing, what do you have in your body? Amen. Why? Because like I said, if you don't put hydroxychloroquine, you need to take a couple aspirin because this thing is meant to clot up your blood and give you death. Amen. It's real. Even though it's a phony virus, why did I say it was a phony virus five months ago? Because it was man-made. It's not a regular virus. It is a bacteria. They, they made this, okay? So I have questions. Isaiah chapter 14, we need to know who we're dealing with. How are you fallen from heaven, Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations. Everybody say, weaken the nations. Are we seeing the nations weakened right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Watch this. You need to get this in your heart today. Verse 13. Or, yeah. For you said in your heart. See, the devil is like you and me. He, he's a, he has a free will. I said he has a free will. When he was in heaven, all of those angels had a free will. God doesn't make people to just be puppets. That's why a lot of people believe in predestined. What are you talking about? That's just stupid. And you're not coming back as a frog or a kitty cat. You're not. I just want to come back as a, as, um, you know, no, you're not coming back. In fact, when you die, you get judged. How about that? You hear that from the world? No, well, we're going to be reincarnated. I've got other words for that. He said that he had a heart, and here's what he said in his heart. I'm going to be like God. I'm going to be better than God. I'm going to ascend into heaven. I'm going to exalt my throne above the stars of God. He's going to be looking up at me. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Interesting, watch this. Interesting, the Antichrist comes from the north country of the country that's split. I'm guessing New York City, just throwing it out there. I mean, that's just, how many of you know you just can guess today what country is going to be split, where it's going to come? But that's my guess. He's going to come from the north of the nation. This is guaranteed. Every say guaranteed. You can't debate it. You can't find. He will come from the north nation of the once nation that was a full nation. It's quartered. And he comes from the north. And he fights against the south. There is a civil war in a country at the very end. Isn't it interesting that in heaven he wanted 
I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. And he wanted to be on the north, from the north, come from the north. Same thing on the earth at the end. I will be like the most high. How many know that the devil is nothing like God? Yes. Nothing. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high, verse 15. Yet you shall be brought down to hell, Mr. Devil, to the sides of the pit. Hey, do you know you get to see that? I said, do you know you get to see this? They that see you, this is us. They that see you shall narrowly look upon you. See, we're going to be in heaven and this is going to be a sight to see. And, and, and consider the, and, say, and this is what we're going to say. This is the dude, this devil, right? That little guy, the Bible says in Revelation that one angel gets a chain and grabs him and takes him into the pit. How many know the devil is not what he cracks himself up to be? One, one angel puts him in. It's not like, why? Because he's not what he, he's, I just got to lay low in the weeds because the devil. No, you don't. You just need to know the word of God. All he can do is lie and deceive through lies. They that see him narrowly will look upon him and consider him and look at him. And then they're going to say this. This is the dude, this guy that made the earth tremble and he shook kingdoms. He made everybody wear masks right here. Right there, you can find it. Isaiah 14, 16. You want to know where everybody's wearing masks in the world? Right there. He made everybody because they're how do they propaganda? How do they get it? They believe his lies. And so he has convinced the entire world except for us, except for the elect. We don't need a mask. We don't need a social distance. Why? Because it's all a lie. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon you. Consider what you're, uh, and they'll say, this is the guy that made us wear masks, that made us social distance, that invented this stupid COVID-19 to kill off old people. See, it's not the people that are actually doing it. It's the devil speaking lies in, in them to get to the end. Amen. And he's not happy. Go on. That made the world as a wilderness. The world will become a wilderness and destroy the cities thereof. You think all these fires, you think all these statues being broken, all the spray paint over all these amazing, amazing pieces of art is just from hoodlums? No, this is from the devil. That open not the house of the prisoners, go on. So that, that's... Um, that's the devil for you. Everybody say, that's the devil. We go to Revelation. We go to Revelation. So that's in the Old Testament. We find out that we're sitting here looking at the devil at the very end saying, this is the guy. And now in Revelation, it says this. I stood upon the sand of the sea and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and 10 horns. This is the final empire. The eight, everybody say eighth. I don't have time to teach all this tonight, but this is the eighth empire of the world. This is the final one. The last one. Did anybody know the last one for, for a Starbucks card? What was the seventh empire? 
Because these are all. That's why we. That's why we got to know the seventh empire was Germany. Hitler. See, it's all about the Jewish nation, and all seven hated the Jews, the Babylonians. They put them in captivity. You go back to the Egyptians and they torment it. See, it's all that. So you got to know. So this eighth beast empire is the final beast empire. This will come. This will come with 10 Kings. Anyway, he says, I stood and I watched this guy. He had seven, he- uh, seven heads and 10 horns and upon his horns, 10 crowns and upon his heads, the name blasphemy. Verse two, and the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. Now it's interesting here that when you see what Daniel saw, the last four animals coming out, and it hasn't happened yet. Lion, bear, leopard, and then the Antichrist. That's 2,600 years ago. John, 2,000 years ago, he says the beast, which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were as the feet of a bear and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. Interesting. And the dragon gave him the power and his seat and great authority. Verse three. And I saw one of the heads as it were wounded to death. This guy that is the antichrist is one. Listen to me. He's one of the seven kings that have already been on the earth. He's been in hell for all this time. Are you listening? He's one of the seven. He can either be Pharaoh. He could be Caesar. He could be Hitler. We don't know. He's one of the seven though, because here's what you're going to see. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death. This guy has a wound in his head. So many people think it's Hitler because Hitler, what did he do? Committed suicide, shot himself. And, you, and, and so many people think that the guy that will be the Antichrist, when he reveals himself as Matthew 24, 50, when you see the abomination stand up in the hole, you better run for cut. When he reveals who he really is, the world's going to go crazy. They're going to say that. Oh, my gosh. It's Caesar or Hitler or whoever. We can guess right now, right? That's all we can do is guess. But he's one of the seven. You'll, I'll prove it right here. He says, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. Everybody's like, who is this guy? The reason I'm telling you this is because his spirit, he's alive in, on the earth today. The, <clears throat> the spirit of the Antichrist is here. And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power to the beast. And they worshiped the beast saying, who is like this beast? Who is able to make war with him? (coughs) Excuse me. Can I get some water? Um, Verse five. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things, blasphemies. Power was given unto him to continue 42 months Excuse me. What's 42 months? Three and a half years. Same ministry that Jesus had. Three and a half years. Verse six. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blasphemy his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war 
with the saints. For all you pre-tribbers out there, how is he going to make war with saints if we're not here? How is he going to make war? How's this scripture going to be true if, if we're gone? Thank you. So the question is, the saints are still here. We're still here. We'll get to see this. And to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds, all tongues, and all nations. How can one person have authority over the whole world? The thing that's holding this back from coming faster than it is, is us. Because right now, without the United States of America and our leader, we will have communism in the whole world. And there will be a leader that will eventually stand up and he will destroy everything. Amen. Verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Are you going to worship him? I said, are you going to worship him? But he says all that are on the earth will worship him. But watch this. Whose names are not written in the book of life. See, there's only a few that are not going to worship him. Just like right now, we're not bowing to COVID. Why? Because we're the few that know the truth. See, and this is preparation for the days of coming. That's why God wanted me to teach this today. Because we're preparing for the things that are going to happen. Watch what happens. This is going to be so evil because when he comes and they say, you're going to take a vaccine, Santi, you're going to do that. You're going to take a mark. And if you're not strong, if you're not in faith, you're going to say, okay, I can't buy, I can't eat, I can't buy my new car. I can't do anything because if you don't have the mark, you, you can't do anything. You can't, you better have a garden. You better, we have a very... Come here, you guys that are out there, you guys just go to sleep for a second. There are some creative people in our church because they said, I'm going to make friends with people that have the mark and I'm going to have them buy my groceries during this time. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's, it's amazing how creative we can be at the end. Amen. I, I don't want to starve to death, so I'm going to make some friends. Hey, bro, I'll give you an extra 20. <laughs> And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundations of the world. Verse 9, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. Listen up. Listen. Verse 10, he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. I wish I had time to preach this. He that killeth with a sword will be killed with a sword. Here is the patience. Everybody say the patience. Right, this is us right now. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. How are we gone? I want to say about 45 names of people that think that we're gone. How are we gone if we're supposed to be patient and have faith during this time, the last 42 months of the saints? Are we saints? I said, are we saints? Yeah, because we are here. We know the truth. Verse 11, and I beheld another beast. Hmm, another beast, the false prophet, comes up out of the earth. This will probably be the pope, for all you Catholic lovers. Um, this will probably be the pope, the last pope. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke like a dragon. And he exercised all the power of the first beast. 
the Antichrist, before him and causes the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first. So this guy, who we think possibly, most likely, will be the final pope, will point and say, you need to worship him. This is your, this, it's all there. And then it says, whose deadly wound was healed. Again, he had a, he, he's, he's been in hell. Look at verse 13. And he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. He's going to do, what's he going to do? He's going to do miraculous things. And people, your friends, my friends are going to say, bro, did you see that guy? He's like, he's amazing. And what are we going to do? It's the Antichrist. And they're going to, what are they going to do when you say that? You're an idiot. You're a fool. This dude, and, and, and the whole time, he's deceiving everybody. Come on, he's going to deceive everybody. And he doeth great wonders so that he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And deceiveth, everybody say deceiveth. deceiveth. This is what's happening right now. It is, what do, we, what do we call this right now? What do we call it? What do we call it's the beginning of the falling away, but what is this? What is what is this? It is simply the dress rehearsal to this. That's all it is. So he deceives them that dwell on the earth by that means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. So he, he's coming back and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the, that as many as would not worship the image of the beast, as many that won't worship this beast be killed. Many, look at me, look at me when I'm talking, look at me. Many will die because you won't bow to the beast, because you won't take the, the chip. Amen. Do you want to go to heaven? Amen. Because we, we don't have time to go there, but if you take the chip, you go to hell, no matter what. There's no, it's, you, you go to hell. And that's why I'm preaching this to prepare us, because what I, I mean, th this is happening so fast, and we have to be so prepared. Amen. He will, he, you will be killed or be wanted to be killed. Look at verse 16. And he causes all. This guy will have authority over every military, army, local government, every, in the whole world. Look, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Say, not in my forehead. Not in my hand. Come on, say, not in my forehead. Not in my hand. Not even in my behind. <laughs> right? Nowhere. You don't want the mark. Okay, watch. Watch what happens. And that no man, if you don't have this mark, no man can buy or sell unless he has the mark. Or the name of the beast or the number of his name. You have no, you, you don't have any, money will mean nothing. I said money will mean nothing. 
He'll need money. I, I don't know, and, unless you're able to give money to a friend that has the mark and you can do it that way. But I'm ta- I mean, your money's not going to buy anything because you've got to buy through. You go through the counter, right at Starbucks. You can't buy Starbucks anymore, Josh. You're done. And if you're not, listen, there, you know how many people are going to take this mark that are believers? Over half. When Jesus said, there would be two in the field, one go, one stay. Smith Wigglesworth prophesied 1927 that over half of the church, half of the believers are not ready for the return. This church will be ready. So, so I'm going to, when I stand before God and I get on the conveyor belt and I go through the fire, this message will go through the fire. And, and on the other side, it's either going to be gold, silver, precious stone, or it's going to be burned up. And you said, you preached the wrong message today. I hope I'm preaching the right message. But what's your job? To have ears to hear, to take notes, to listen, to obey what God is trying to get across to us. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad you're not deceived? Let's go to 2 Timothy. Or, you know, let's go to Revelations 20. We might as well just do it all here. Revelations 20. Let me show you. And I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. One angel with a great chain. I would say big chain. One angel. And he, and he laid hold on the devil. This isn't the Antichrist. This is the actual Satan himself. That old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Verse 3. And he cast him to the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more. Who's then the one that's deceiving everybody right now, church? Oh, COVID, COVID. You don't have a mask on. Get your mask on. You know, get your mask. Have you guys been around any of these people? Get your mask on. Get your mask on. What? What? Right here. Deceive the whole world. He should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loose for a little season. Do you know when he's loose, he's a thousand years. We're about to go there. The thousand years of beautiful peace on the earth. The thousand years. Do you know when he's loose for the little season? What does he do? When he comes out of the pit for, he gets a little more time. Guess what he does? We don't have time. He does the same thing. He deceives people again. He goes right back and tries to deceive people because he's a liar. He's the father of all lies. So when you lie, hi, Satan. No, there's no such thing as a little lie or a big lie. All lies come from hell. Jesus and Father God and the Holy Ghost will never lie. It's impo- the Bible says it's impossible for them to lie. So when you lie, and just to say this, I mean, the Bible says there's no liars in, in, in heaven. All have their place in the fire. Turn to your neighbor and just say, you need to quit lying, man. You need to quit lying. Hallelujah. Um, man, I have so much, so much, so much. Where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? Oh, Lord. Everybody stretch out your hand because I have so much and I want to speak it all. And I know, 
you can only absorb so much. Father, we just ask, Father, as we close up today, that you give me the exact words in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to go to Acts chapter 24, verse 16. I was going to take you to another place, but I want to talk to you about Paul because Paul would not be deceived over anything. Paul actually rebuked Peter. Think about Peter. He walked with Jesus for three and a half years. He was the first one to preach a Holy Ghost message on the day of Pentecost, saw 3,000 people get saved. And yet Paul rebuked Peter because Peter was going backwards and wanting to wear masks. I'm, I'm serious. He, this is what Peter did. When, when God um, ripped the veil and he allowed Gentiles and Jews alike to come into the kingdom, all you have to do is believe. No longer was circumcision or uncircumcision in the flesh mean anything. Do I have to explain circumcision to anybody? Y'all good with that? Well, so here's what Peter was doing. Peter was the one that got the revelation from God. God's the one that showed Peter at Cornelius's house. Hey, he saw this going on. And he says, I perceive God's not a respecter of people that you can have circumcision or not have circumcision. But if you believe in Jesus, we can all go into the kingdom. Peter got that revelation. But years later, here come the Jews, and he was trying to buddy up with the Jews, his old buddies, and say, yeah, people should get circumcised. And Paul came in and publicly laid him out. Publicly. You would think, well, that wasn't very godly. No, because what did Paul say? There's no greater joy than to see my people in truth. And Peter was missing it. Peter was missing it. How many churches are missing it today? I said, how many churches are missing it today? How many churches are not gathering today or wearing masks today and doing whatever their lawyer, their attorneys, or whatever the local officials are telling them to do? My question is why? Why? Why aren't we eternal family? Why don't you wear your mask with you around your family then? This is my eternal family. Well, we should wear a mask now. We should wear a mask when you're with your natural family. No, it's a lie. Everybody say it's a lie. It's a lie. So here's Paul, which is one of the most persecuted people on the planet. He would get stoned. He would get persecuted. People would kick him. He was raised from the dead at least once, maybe twice, shipwrecked. He was totally called names that none of you in this room have even come close to being called. Hated. Everybody say hated. hated. Despised. Say despised. despised. Everywhere he went, it was chaos. They hated him. Why? He was a threat to government officials. He was a threat to the government. He's the one that said, I ought to obey God rather than man. Him and Luke. So here he is going into city after city, getting punched, getting rocks thrown at him, getting beat up. 
all the time. And you are going to get offended over somebody saying, oh, you won't wear a mask. Seriously? So how did Paul do it? How was Paul able to write the love chapter? Right here. Every day, he went to the Lord's gym. He went to Planet Fitness, and he got down on his knees, and he did his exercises. We must do our exercises, exercises. We must do our exercises. Everybody say, I must do my exercises. See, some of you came in today defeated because you haven't been doing your exercises. Without doing your exercises, you're going to get beat up. What are your exercises? Every day, Paul would get down on his knees and he'd say, God, that guy that threw that brick at me yesterday that pumpled my face and that's bleeding and Luke had to just sew me up. I, I, I let him go, Father. I forgive that guy. Those people that threw me in prison, God, that kicked me right in the groin, Father God, and I have still got pain in my stomach from that. I, I let them go, Lord. They didn't know what they did, Father. I let them go. Those people that cuss me out, Father, I, I release them to you. I release them to you, Lord. I, I pray for them, Father. God, let them know your salvation, God. They're not going to. Every day, in, herein do I exercise to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward man. You know how many people have been mad at God? They got offended at God. God, I can't believe you let that, that happen to me. Seriously? Right here. This is why Paul was used so greatly. One verse. He would never be offended. Everybody say, never. never. Offended. offended. Never. Never. And every day, every day, you get an opportunity to be offended. I told you guys last week, you walk out this week and you're going to get a chance to be, why? I preach it on offenses. <laughs> I'm, pe I'm preaching on affliction and persecution. I'm preaching on Mark chapter four. And when you preach the word, guess what? Who comes immediately? Who comes immediately? And you think it's this or it's that? No, it's one place, honey. It's the devil. That's why I went to Revelation. I went to Isaiah to prove to you. It is not the people coming at you that are the problem. It's the spirit behind the people, which is the devil. And your fight is not with flesh and blood. Amen. Your fight is not with your boss, with your friends, with your any family person. Your fight is with the lies that coming through your little head. And if you don't have a filter on your brain, you are going to speak out whatever he lies to you about. The greatest thing that you and I could ever have is filters that when the word, when that lie comes in, oh, she's this, he's that. You say, where's that coming from? You lying devil. I bless. See, that's what Paul did. He exercised. He wouldn't allow the offense to get in him. Yeah. He wouldn't allow the offense to get in him. And when you get offended, we've already gone there. What, how, how hard is it to win somebody offended? How hard? The Bible says it's like trying to win a city, a walled city. And then the bars that are around that city are all the reasons why you're offended. All of those bars. Well, he's that. She's this. That's why. No, it's you. <laughs> Everybody say, it's me. 
No, and that's not good enough. Say, it's me, 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 me. It's you. And the only way that you're going to walk in liberty, freedom, health is exercising. <laughs> Every say exercising. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. This is, I'm telling you, you're going to love this. This is why we have the problem today. Right here. You want answers today why churches are meeting and some churches are not meeting and some people are meeting in parking lots and some people are meeting, you know, some people are just still on TV or whatever. Right here. You get your answers, right? How many want to know the answer? I said, how many want to know the answer? I beseech you. This is Paul. I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. What should all the churches be doing right now? What should every church be saying? The same thing. Whatever I'm saying should be the same thing that MacArthur's saying. And whatever MacArthur's saying is what Keith Moore should be saying. What is what we're all saying? The word. He said that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you. What is the enemy trying to do with churches today? Put division in. You know, you're meaning. You, you know, people, churches are actually calling people like our church, and, you know, and say, hey, they're meeting. Who does that? Yeah. Amen? He says that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together. We're supposed to be perfectly joined together. Tell me why we're supposed to be perfectly, because we're all speaking the same thing. Why did, well, you go all the way back, and Karen and I have talked about this many times, but we say, why, why did they shut down? Who told them to shut down back in March? I I just have a question. Who who told, who, who told, because I remember calling Eddie and Kara and Faye and say, you need to pray for me. I text them. I said, you need to pray because it got, it really got pressured. I felt so much pressure because everybody was shutting down. And I kept saying, and I said, Lord, pray, you guys pray for me because we have to make a decision. We have to make, and I had to have, what did I have to do? I had to make a decision as a pastor, as a shepherd for the sheep. Yes. Now, here's what we talked about. When that happened and most shut down, they shut down because of this. It will only be for a couple of weeks. Do you remember that? Yeah. It'll just be. And what Rodney Howard Brown says, what you give up, you will never get back. Yeah. Whether what you give up, you'll never get back. So my prayer is that some of these churches, I don't know if they're going to get back what they had. We haven't lost here. In fact, we're going to gain more. Amen. We have. Why? Because we're not going to, we're not going to shut down. But my question again, who told you to shut down? Well, my attorney. Okay. My lawyer. We had a board. We had a church board and we all voted to shut down. Okay. He said, we're all supposed to speak the same thing. How can a church board and an attorney, and how many know there's a lot of opinions? Well, there's only one opinion with God. Forsake not the assembly. Why do you think the people in China are meeting underground? Why why are they meeting underground? Because they know that they've got, they know that if they're caught, they're going to, but why are they meeting? See, if these churches shut down, but they met underground, 
fine, do something, right? But sheep need this. You needed this today more than anybody. You needed this. I know it. Admit it. I needed this. (laughs) You need this. Why? This is your life. So he said that you all should be speaking the same thing and that there's no division among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. How can we all have the same mind, the same judgment, if we're all doing our own thing? You can't. And that's why I'm saying Paul was a word freak. That's all he cared about. What does the word say? Our newsletter, if you haven't read it, if you haven't gotten it, just look at what I, that that was the most tired I've ever been. I was sitting there, right? I said, Lord, I need to go to bed. I'm so tired. And my flesh, and they said, no, write this letter. And that was like, it was so easy to write when it's from God. How many know you could be tired in the flesh, but your spirit can still be alive? Amen. Everybody say, what does the word say? That's your answer. Everybody say, what does the word say? Look at the next verse. For it has been declared unto me, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Cloy-Cloy. You guys didn't know that Cloy-Cloy was in the Bible, did you? Here it is. Here it is. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Cloy-Cloy, that there are contentions among you. What was the house of Cloy-Cloy? What was that? It was a church. Why was there contentions? Come on, tell me why there were contentions. If you go on and read, it's because, well, I'm a Paul. I'm a, I'm a, it was, it was what? Off the word. See, when you start having opinions, no matter what church you are, you're going to get off base. And that's why we are a stickler in this church for the Bible. The Bible. If you get off base, it's because you got off the word. The word, everybody say the word, must be final authority in my life. That's it. What does the word say? Well, I'm going through a hard time. What does the word say? Um, I don't know. What does it say, Pastor? Count it all joy. Are you counting it all joy? No, not really. It's not very joyful. Well, that's, you better start counting. I don't want to count it up. Well, then you be walking deception. Just walk in deception then. Well, well, my boss is mean to me and, and, and he hates me and he's like an enemy to me. What does the word say? Honey, what does the word say? I don't know. What does the word say, pastor? The Bible says to love your enemies. I'm not going to love my enemies. I hate him. He's a, he cusses. He's a mean, mean boss. What does the word say? Love your... Okay, you don't do the word, you deceive yourself. Which one do you want? Deception or you want the blessing? blessing. Which one? Because the blessing is going to cost you something. And it's not going to be fun to your flesh. Because your flesh is going to say they don't deserve it. Amen? Amen? Everybody say no deception here. Why? Because you believe. You're a believer. Believers believe the Bible and then they do what the Bible says. If you're a believer, you do what the Bible says. Okay, for our last verse, aren't you glad we're at the last verse? Because we had so, do we have a lot more than this? 2 Corinthians chapter 13. This is going to be, I love this. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And then, I don't know, 
Um, we'll go off air and then I'm going to give you guys some COVID results. For we can do nothing. This is Paul. We can do, say, I can do nothing, can do nothing. Against, the truth. against the truth. But for the truth. And we say, but for the truth. So you have to have the word. Look at verse nine. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. And this also we wish, even your perfection. What casts out fear? What casts out fear? Perfect love. And he says, for your perfection. So you and I must cast out love. I mean, cast out fear with perfect love. Amen? Everybody say, cast out fear with love. He doesn't say comfort fear. See, a lot of the church today, we're comforting. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. No, cast the fear off of them. Say, no fear here. So here's what he says. Go on, verse 10. Therefore, I write these things being absent. Paul said, I'm writing these things to you because I'm not with you, because if I was present with you, I'd be really hard. <laughs> He'd be, it'd be sharp. I'd be throwing daggers at you. Why? Because you're not doing the truth. Because yeah. you're not doing the truth. So I'm going to, he says, I'm going to write this letter for you so you can kind of dwell on it, sit on it, let it kind of get in you. Because if I'm with you, I'm going to rebuke you. I'm going to get harsh on you. I'm going to say, what are, why aren't you doing the word? So watch what he says. According to the power which the Lord has given me to what? Edification, not to destruction. I'm not trying to destroy you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you, not destroy you. You know, I, that's what we do here, trying to help. But the word is what? Direct, and it's strong. Look at this, verse 11. I love this. Finally, brethren, I'm out. <laughs> Finally, brethren, I'm out. Everybody say, I'm out. I'm out. He's gone. He says, farewell. I'm out. He says, be perfect. This is your, this is your word. As you go, go off this week, be perfect. Perfect love casts out fear. He says, be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. That's your verse for this week. Because I'm out. I'm out. I won't even be back next week. Pastor Ray and Pastor will be here. And if you guys ditch church, you're in trouble. Amen? Amen. Everybody say, I'm out. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love. And a God of peace shall be with you. How many of you know that if he is with you, he's not going to leave you? Yes. Amen. Father, we bless him in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen.